Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. Our scripture reading uh, this day is one of the Psalms, a very familiar Psalm. I'm reading from the 103rd Psalm, the first 13 verses. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good as long as you live, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works vindication and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always accuse, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, So great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he removes our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion for his children, so the Lord has compassion for those who fear him. How badly, how badly do you want to sing again? Now, when I ask that, I'm not talking about just our being in this room together with an open hymnal. I'm wondering, how long has it been for you since your heart sang a song? How, how long since you bounced with some sense of lightness and joy and purpose How long has it been since you laughed so hard that you snorted? How long has the song in your soul been silent? Well, if you're looking to regain it, I encourage you not to turn on the television to get your song back. If you check one news station, you're going to hear hour after hour after hour of violence in American cities. If you turn it to another news channel, you're going to hear hour after hour of COVID-19 coverage. And both of those stories are troublesome in and of themselves. But it's also troublesome to have to watch more than one news channel to get the full story of what's happening in our land to navigate through all the political spin. At least you can get one consistent word across all of the channels right now. Whatever channel you turn on, you can be sure that from now until November, on every channel, there will be political ads tearing down, vilifying the opponent. I'm just saying, if, if you want to regain your song, uh, T. 
TV is probably not the place. Pre-COVID, we could take a break when the bleak days seemed to be winning and head out to the movies or hang out with friends, uh, go to a play at the Fox or go bowling or something. That's not really a good option for us right now either. Before, before Sundays were, were the time of renewal for me, Sunday was the time I got to reclaim my song. The, the week, like many of your weeks, filled with deadlines and emails and all the rest, but I was always leaning forward knowing that Sunday was coming. And I'd get to see you, and we would be in this room, and we'd get to hug and catch up, and your children would run up to me, and I'd get to pick them up and sling them around. And and at 11 o'clock in this room, Verlene would hit the organ, and all of us would stand and smile and sing, read and pray together, and in the aggregate of it all, I would find my song again and ready to face another week. But I'm confessing to you this morning that uh, I have lost my song, and you might have too. I rarely share extremely personal things with you because I recognize that you don't gather uh, to hear autobiography, but gospel. But I'm going to tell you a personal story today in the belief that what is most personal is also in many cases, most universal. And so I'm telling this story only in the hopes that it activates uh, the story in you. Last week, I told my pastoral counselor that I had lost my song. Um, It's been a hard year, and he's been there with me throughout the year listening to the hardships. Last week, I recounted for him Again, the episodes of the worst year of my life, actually. Professionally and personally, this has been my hardest year. And this is what he said in response uh, to that recap. He said, it has been a long Saturday. He said, at the center of our faith story is the dreadfulness of Good Friday the victory of Resurrection Sunday, and in between the worst and the best is Holy Saturday. He said, it has been a long Saturday for you, so I have two questions. What does Sunday look like for you? What does resurrection and renewal look like? And he said, my second question is, how are you going to spend the rest of this long Saturday? He's, as you can tell, he's really good at what he does. Was anybody else with me? Somehow I don't think I'm alone in this. Businesses have closed and PPP money has run out and family members sick with the virus and the Nextdoor app reports every night a car break-in or gunfire, relational relational tensions, child-rearing challenges, diagnosis, Has anybody else lost your song? Well, our scripture for today actually is a song. It's written to be sung in corporate worship. But in the text of it, 
I think there's a chance that the psalmist might also have lost his song as well. But, but finding a handle on how to reclaim it. And so I think his words might well be instructive for us today. The Old Testament scholar Walter Brueggemann argues that all of the Psalms fall in one of three categories. He says they're Psalms of orientation, Psalms of disorientation, and Psalms of reorientation. A a, a Psalm of orientation uh, speaks of things like creation and wisdom and God's favor. I look up at your heavens, shaped by your fingers, at the moon and the stars you set firm. A psalm of disorientation is usually our lament. How long, O God, will you forget me? Forever? How long will you turn your face from me? And a psalm of reorientation reminds us, pulls us back to the center, grounds us again. Do not forget all his benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Do not forget all of his benefits. Who forgives your iniquity. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit. Who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. Who satisfies you with good as long as you live so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Can you hear in that the return to song that something's been reignited in the psalmist? By the way, renewal and hope are different from optimism This is not a chin up, this too shall pass, power of positive thinking, something good is going to happen to you today. It's not that kind of message. Hope, hope is grounded in reality. Hope acknowledges when the song is gone, but hope really, really believes that Sunday is the day of resurrection. And that some primal and eternal and ultimate way, God's love does prevail in the end. Do you remember the, the concept of the Stockdale Paradox? We were introduced to this in Jim Collins' book, Good to Great, that we all read in 2001. Admiral Jim Stockdale was the highest ranking uh, U.S. military officer uh, who was imprisoned in the Hanoi Hilton in Vietnam, POW camp during the war. He was tortured over 20 times. He was there for an eight-year imprisonment. He had no prisoner's rights, no release date, and no certainty of survival. Well, in preparation uh, for his interview uh, with with the Admiral, Collins read uh, the book that the Admiral and his wife co-wrote Uh, after his release from prison. And when Collins was reading this book about his time of imprisonment, he reports that he got increasingly depressed when he was reading it. There was the the uncertainty of the admiral's fate, the brutality of the captors, 
And it occurred to him, he was getting more and more depressed while he was reading it. And he was reading it uh, on a beautiful college campus, and he knew the outcome. He knew it ended well. So in the interview with the admiral, he asked him how in the world he dealt with all this pressing awfulness when he didn't even know the end of the story. And Stockdale said, I never lost faith in the end of the story. I never doubted not only that I would get out, but also that I would prevail in the end and turn the experience into the defining event of my life, which in retrospect, he said, I would not trade. Well, after a long silence, Collins asked, who, who didn't make it out? And here's the paradox. Oh, that's easy. The optimist. The optimist, I don't understand. The optimist, oh, oh, they were the ones who said, we're going to be out by Christmas, and Christmas would come and Christmas would go. And then they'd say, we're going to be out by Easter, and, and so on. He said, they died of a broken heart. Well, another long pause in the conversation. And Stockdale said, this is a very important lesson. You must never confuse faith that you will prevail in the end, which you can never afford to lose, with the discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality, whatever they may be. How do you plan to spend the long Saturday before Sunday comes? I'm planning to spend the rest of my long Saturday with this uh, psalm close at hand. Because Psalm, Psalm 103 declares a real hope, not optimism. Hope that's grounded in the current reality, but tied confidently in the nature of God's steadfast love. A, a, a hope that reorients, a hope that finds footing in recounting the attributes and activities of God's love. The portion that we've, that we've given attention to this morning of, of this psalm, it's, it's 13 verses long. But I don't know if you noticed that only two of those verses belong to us. This is what I mean. Two of the verses are about our activity, and the other 11 verses are about the activity of God. So here are our two verses. Here's our call, our action, our activity for Saturday. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all his benefits. Our Saturday task is to bless and remember our hope is found in not forgetting who God is, in remembering what God has done to bring the song back throughout all of history. Our hope is not in a vaccine or the government aid or self-sufficiency or election results. or any. Our hope is renewed and reoriented in not forgetting who God is. And as the psalmist starts to declare the nature of God, 
you can hear the song start to return. The, the, the psalm, as I said, is a song, not only in structure, but also in the celebration of it. And when you listen to it, it's hard not to smile, to feel the release, to find the rest in these words. Keep in mind that all of these verbs belong to God. And here, again, is what we're supposed to remember about the nature of God. Who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good as long as you live so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works vindication and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. And then the psalmist has a little list of things that God will not do. He will not always accuse nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him as far as the east is from the west. And then he concludes with another affirmation of what God will do. So far he removes our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion for his children, so the Lord has compassion for those who fear him. We can't manufacture the return of the song. There's no four-step plan for, for reclaiming your joy. We do live in the brutal reality of a holy Saturday waiting, waiting, waiting for Resurrection Sunday. But we wait with the psalmist in genuine hope. Not, not in the hope that we can pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, but the hope that is grounded in the attributes and actions of the one who loves us as a parent loves. And so we wait, and we wait for resurrection, for new birth, new life, the return of the song. We wait in genuine hope because God's steadfast love has never failed. And in that promise, we find our rest. In Dante's great work, uh, The Inferno, there's this scene where Dante passes through the gates of hell and encounters an inscription, and, and part of that inscription says, Abandon hope, all ye who enter here. Apparently, hell is the place where hope cannot live. So we wait. And we wait in optimism. Uh, not in optimism, but in genuine hope. We spend the rest of this Saturday in the confidence that resurrection is coming. It always has been true. 
We are instructed to not forget all his benefits, but instead to remember, and to remember that most of the verbs belong to God, not to us. We can't manufacture the return of Sunday. We wait instead on the true activity of God. We rest in the sure hope of God's steadfast love that endures forever. We remember, as my mentor John Claypool used to say, that in the economy of God, the worst things are never the last things. We join in chorus again with the psalmist who sings, For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. Resurrection Sunday is coming again. It always comes. The worst things are never the last things. So we wait faithfully on this long Saturday in the confidence and the hope that our joy and our song will indeed return. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponstelian Baptist Church.